Wow, that really sucks. Speaking yeah. of which, man, what is prison like in Cyberpunk? Maybe, maybe there's a jail mission, but like, could you imagine being in prison in a place where everybody takes robot poops? What? Robot poops? Yeah, have you not played that far in the story yet? They go pretty in-depth about uh about the robot no, poops in Cyberpunk. I haven't gotten there yet. Hi, my name's Mason, the arbiter of, of cybernetic fecal matter. And I'm Aubrey, a recent college graduate. Graduate. Graduate, yeah. I'm a recent college educated personality. And welcome back to What Are We Talking About? Yeah, hello. What's up? We... Not much. We, I mean, I guess we kind of sort of put something up last week, but it, it was it was something a bit different. You know, I've always been interested in doing that audio editing for a minute, trying that stuff out. Uh, I kind of wanted to see how it would go if I tried it with, uh, with a video, too. Have there been any um, things that have really piqued your interest in our insufferable, unending quarantine? Um, I honestly, this last week, have been unlearning how to communicate with the world and society around me as I have grown deeper and deeper into my newfound cyberpunk pit. Um, I know, you know, this game, Everybody, a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people have things to say about it. Um, I don't want to talk a whole lot about it. I know especially there, there are a lot of people who can't play it right now. Um, Aubrey being one of those people, so I don't want to... Well... I mean, I've I've lucked out that, like, my boyfriend has a nice PC and has the game. So, like, you know, whenever I'm at his place, I can give it a try. And I really do like the game. Uh, I, I wish I could play it. But uh, I would like to say I'm, I'm super impressed with, like, the art and just the visuals. Uh, there's so much to look at. Like, I could honestly just spend most of the game looking around. Oh, yeah. That's a jam-packed <laughs> environment for sure. Also, jam-packed punches, which is mostly what I've been seeing. Yeah. Mostly on the giving end. Mostly. You've been, you've been really, really punching your way to victory. I've been guy. on that fisticuff grind, as they say. Uh, almost yeah. maxed out my strength, just running around and punching evildoers in the face and stealing their drugs. Nice. It's been pretty much what I've been doing with my life outside of work recently. But as someone who is not, I guess, one such uh, for the spirit of this holiday season, it's been a good filler. Yeah. Um, I found myself diving even deeper into a reality TV hole because, you know, as longtime listeners know, I love my reality TV. It's absolute garbage and I eat it with a spoon. A very, very big one. Uh, yeah, like one of those massive serving spoons. No, it's like a with more no, like no a ladle. Slots. It's a ladle. Yeah, it, a ladle. Yeah, that you know that could also work. And I, I do. I will say, props to the Netflix people for having great recommendation systems. Because I swear, I get something new recommended to me every week that I'm like, oh Netflix, you knew. Uh, and this last week, they recommended sixty days into me. Um, binged the, the whole one season they had on there in a, about two days and then was like, where do I get the rest of this show? I, I need to watch more of it. And I found the rest of it on Hulu. Oh. I think they've got seasons one through four on Hulu and there's season five on Netflix. And I think season six came out this year, but 
It's too new. I haven't watched it. Um, okay. To give you, like, the rundown. So 60 Days In is a television docuseries on Annie. Uh, it airs in over, like, 100 countries. And in this series, volunteer people, like just normal, non-incarcerated individuals, volunteer to be incarcerated as undercover prisoners for 60 days. The show started in March of 2016, and the next season was in August of that same year. And both of the first seasons take place at the Clark County Jail in Jefferson, Indiana. Now, the uh, Clark County Jail is the ones that started this and they had the idea. Their sheriff, Jamie Knoll, was like, we, we have major problems here. When he took office, uh, he noticed there were a lot of people getting thrown in jail because it was easier to get a hold of drugs in their jail than on their streets, oh. which is freaking wild yeah had, yeah like, definitely at that point you gotta really take a, take a yeah. look at things and, fig- and figure something else out <laughs> right and this was like upon him receiving control of the jail like he was like oh shit i gotta deal with all this so he was like well i can't get police officers and i can't get other co's to go in and be undercover because they won't snitch on the people that work at the jail and we need to know if they're doing stuff wrong too. So like good on them for recognizing that, you know, uh, yeah. and giving this a fair shot. Uh, the agree. first season they sent in seven people and the seven people did not uh, get to know who each other were. Most notably of those seven people was Miriam Meme Ali, the daughter of Muhammad Ali. She had to go in under the name Yasmin Brown because obviously people might re- recognize her or her name just being Miriam Ali. Caught that part. That's Actually, and I I do believe that Miriam's father died a couple months after this aired. During the show she she was talking about him like he was alive and I was like, but he Muhammad Ali died in 2016. And then I found out, okay. Oh, it was well, pretty, yeah, that, pretty that, close that, to each other. That came out in 2016, yeah. Wow. That's Yeah. Oof. Uh, which there was a really great scene in one of the episodes with Miriam where she's sitting at the one of the tables in the day room and the TV's on watching the news and it brings up her father Muhammad Ali's statement against Donald Trump's Muslim ban because Muhammad Ali is Muslim. And she was sitting there panicking because she was like, they always show pictures of the family and a lot of times that includes a picture of me and my dad and they're oh. gonna know. And like so lucky, she's so lucky they didn't. Uh, and then it came up later too, where she was, she was eating food and she was like, what is this meat that we have today? Is it turkey? Is it chicken? I can't tell. And somebody goes, that's pork. And I swear her her mouth about dropped open because (sighs) they're Muslim. So they don't eat pork, but she had to pretend like nothing was happening. They were like, are you Muslim? Do you not eat pork? And she was like, no, my family just didn't really have it growing up. So I just didn't know what it was. So hmm. it was really interesting to see her in there and have to cover up the fact that she's Muslim because that might give it away that, you know, she's not supposed to be there. You know, she couldn't do her daily prayers, which was, you know, super interesting because once she got out, she got her prayer mat back and she was like, oh, my God, I can actually <laughs> pray the right way. I It's just it, it's super interesting to me because, you know, this show doesn't focus on like, oh, look at these inmates being bad people. It's like they send in these people, a lot of which have the opinion that these are bad, worst of the worst people. And then they go in and they realize these are literally normal people who did something bad and they just want to get their life back. And to, to see a lot of the ways that these these undercover inmates help and make a difference in some of these people's lives is just it, it gets me right in my feelings man 
because that's you know that's good humanity and and those people that are in jail people that are in prison they're people too and yeah they did bad things but they don't deserve to be like labeled something forever for it yeah which yes brings up a whole nother moral discussion but that's not about this right now do you have any thoughts on the show though since you've you've watched it um i'm kind of upset that the topic of making toilet wine never really got brought up i think one of the the inmates had hooch stashed on him at one point but like oh yeah that was a really interesting thing was the they had a two liter bottle they were making hooch in but then they were also making hooch in a literal trash bag and like that hoe oh, was filled wait. a third of the way. Wait, there was coverage on them making hooch? Well shit, never mind, my bit doesn't work then. Well no no no. It was it was brief. They just showed that they had the hooch, but they didn't say a whole lot about it. Yeah, I wanted an informational diagnosis, uh and in, I wanted a, a how to on toilet hooch. And trash bag oh. hooch. Yeah. Because the way that they make regular hooch in in sealed containers is the same way that a lot of like college freshmen have taken to making, you know, dorm wine or whatever you want to call it, which is really interesting to me because uh, you're in college. You're not in prison. Just go get somebody to buy it for you. Why? What? People did that? I mean, I knew people who hid their weed in like their light fixtures and shit like that, but I. Oh, my God. In the light fixtures? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Oh, that's. I mean, that's... in that dorm, that was the only place, which is wild too, because there was a smoke detector. They, he went through a lot of steps to smoke in that dorm. I'll tell you. Yeah, what. but it's weird because they always said those smoke detectors were gonna catch us vaping. Oh my god! I one time I was vaping in my freshman dorm and. Yo, editing Mason, that's fucking sick, bro. You vape? You fucking vape? You blow some fat clouds? That room was foggy, and that fired like the smoke alarm went off and I got so scared, but then it turns out it was just some girl on like the top floor with her straightening iron and she left it on. Oh, yeet. Oh yeah. I almost got sent to jail for your vape, vape jail, jail for vaping, vape jail. It's a a jail where no one's allowed to perform vape tricks. Oh, another thing that was weird was, so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the side of like, I still think you should allow, inmates to buy cigarettes from commissary like they're in jail if they want to smoke cigarettes let them smoke cigarettes like they really don't have anything else just give them one thing but the the clark county jail they actually can purchase e-cigarettes from commissary not not cigarettes but e-cigarettes well i mean i think the reason that you're not allowed to do cigarettes anymore is because it became like very would always quickly become its own form of currency inside the yeah, jail. Yeah, but but it doesn't matter what's it, they'll use anything in commissary for currency. Like oh, I, I believe the standard now is ramen. Like ramen's the standard currency, or you know stamps will always be currency. But, Interesting. You know, you're just trying to get everybody to quit quit smoking. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I can't blame them for that. It's just you know, I'm I'm very much a you shouldn't lose all of your free will. Ah, fair. I mean, even especially in like the low low security like just like county jail stuff huh now you remember our buddy robert right is this your topic yes uh, I figured that was given no you just no i you asked me if i had something that had been taking up my time and i just said cyberpunk and then you just started talking so i just thought that this was like your small wonder or something like i didn't know we were actually doing a continue 
so our buddy Robert, he was about, if you go back and watch season one, let me tell you, you'll hate Robert. No, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to hate Robert. He's literally acting like this whole thing is a mockery. Like he's just here to have fun. And I'm like, homie, this is jail and you need to take it seriously. And sure enough, when he gets in there, that bites him in the ass, but I'll leave it at that. But on the Wikipedia page here for 60 Days In, it says Robert Holcomb uh, was also on TLC's Extreme Time Cheaters, which was a show about, you know, people who like to just like do a lot of weird stuff to save time, <sighs> I guess. God. Like, I, He'd I don't be know. He'd the fucking guy to be on that show. That's like the fucking like 10 quick life hack tip videos on YouTube now. Oh, I. Yeah. <laughs> who is a person that's talented for saving five seconds in their day? I have no idea. Sorry, I mean, just thinking of that man, too, uh, just so full of himself in, in a position where he really shouldn't have been thinking, like, seeing him on a show where he's showing off his, uh, his fucking, uh, tax evasion skills, I'm just not, Oh, I'm not interested. So I've been I've been trying to figure out like is there something wrong with Robert? Did he does he do sketchy stuff? Because there's something about Robert that just doesn't sit well with me. He just got them crazy eyes. He acts like he's trying to act too normal, you know. Um, came across a Reddit thread and it says Robert Holcomb from season one of Sixty Days in in jail for real with a link to Justice.gov, the Department of Justice oh. for the Southern District of California. And it says, San Marcos man sentenced to 46 months in prison for stealing the identities of charities as part of a tax fraud scheme. Robert Holcomb, 53. I was making I a joke about the tax evasion. Yeah, and as soon as you did, I clicked on this. Which was <laughs> hilarious. He was sentenced in federal court today to 46 months of custody in order to pay a fine of $600,000 for misappropriating the identities of charities and using them to open bank accounts as part of a long-running tax fraud scheme. Man, no wonder he was so full of himself on that show then. Well, he like, mentioned that he does, like, charity work. So that's why I'm like, this could very well be him. Um, let's see what the, the rest. Uh, can anyone confirm? I remember he'd mentioned doing charity work. Uh, and this article mentions that as fraud. He seems the same age as the arrested individuals. Could this be the same guy? The crazy talk certainly sounds like him. Oh, God. Oh, yep, people have confirmed that it is in fact him, and they say he's going to have fun at the country club and meditation retreat, which is what Robert directly referred to jail and uh, segregation unit as, respectively. Why do they keep calling it the segregation unit instead of solitary confinement? Well, most places call it seg. I see. Because I guess in solitary confinement, you think of being alone, whereas like seg... You may be alone in that room, but you can't hear everything that's going on. It's like being in the middle of an asylum. I see. <sighs> Regardless about how I feel about the show, uh, that is incredibly cathartic to see a man who was that sure of his abilities to evade being in jail, wind up in jail, <laughs> for real. I wonder if I could find his mugshot. Non-voluntarily. You ever just volunteer for jail so you can get a warm-up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Aubrey, why didn't you laugh? Now I sound crazy. Sorry, I'm looking at, I'm trying to see if I can find this guy's mugshot. It's really important. I really want to know. Oh, God. Apparently, Robert uh, has deleted all of his social media, but he does still have a Reddit 
which is user slash Robert 325-276, which was his this prison is number. own name and his prison number? Oh. Well, it was his prison number when he was on the show. Uh, oh he mostly God. uses this to say the show was fake, claim stuff, and apparently in one post he even invites A&E to sue him. So, yeah, right cool. here. Hopefully A&E will take me to court. Then the snakes and vultures will get exposed. I am calling Captain Maple Syrup a liar. Also, his name is Captain Maple, so that is so rude. But also, oh, Captain Maple Syrup, kind of cute. It's a double edged. Uh, you know, depends on who's using it, I guess. Oh man, I'm getting some concerning search results. Oh no, Aubrey. <laughs> what is your topic? Are you gonna? Uh... Reveal this. So I wanted to talk about mall Santas today. <laughs> I don't like that. I know where this is going. <laughs> but I looked it up, and there's oof. Outside of context, bit there's a lot of news reports about mall Santas giving kids COVID right now. Why are you taking your children to sit on a strange man's lap in a time when disease oh, is running rampant? I don't know. <laughs> make me worried about talking about my thing but mm -hmm. co-worker of mine actually gave me the idea to to see if i knew a mall santa to get on the show to talk to about it but obviously you we know, don't have that now that you say that as a kid there was this guy <laughs> that went to this church that my school is associated with and he literally looked like santa claus year round like just in his face hey, and yeah. his hair and beard so like when it was christmas time he would be Santa Claus, like, for a whole month. And, like, no one questioned it. We were all just like, this man must be Santa Claus. You know, honestly, <coughs> that's a vibe. Just getting into, like, your, your like, mid to late 50s, uh, you just sort of, like, fit the bill. So, you know what? Fuck it. Santa clothes, Santa's clothes are comfy. Might as well just wear them for the whole month. And while you're at it, I, I think we had an old dude that would walk around my hometown like that, too. But... What the fuck's up with mall Santas, though? I don't need the history of St. Nicholas. I need dark history. Is Santa Claus dead? Is Santa real? Santa Claus origin. Sorry, yes. Also, the thing that was making me laugh so much earlier uh, when I was trying to look stuff up was a search result that popped that tried to auto-finish for me. Where is Santa Mall? Where is it? I, I don't know. Where is Santa Mall? It just pointed me in the direction of our, our mall, so... No, no good result from that, sadly. Mall Santa. Okay, so was, you know, we're getting around that time. Hell, even I think like a week from now is Christmas or something. We're getting, we're getting close anyway. And there, there is one thing Christmas related that I've wanted to talk about. And that, that is, that is the Mall Santa. What is it? Why does it still exist? And... How do how does he continue to befuddle child year after year, making him think he is the real Sandy? Can like think about it now. Isn't that such a crazy concept that like this is a lie that we tell our kids? Yeah, but also you know what I was thinking about. Are we just all under the impression that Santa lives forever? Like he is, was, and always will be an old man, and that will never end. Is well, I that, mean, when you're a kid, be... when you're a kid and you're being told these things, most kids don't really have the 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 conceptualization well, know, of death in their myself, heads yet. An adult child would now like to pose the question: Is Santa immune to everything? 
or what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, immortal. Yes, is Santa immortal? He's a vampire. That's why he lives in the Arctic. What? Yeah, and he—I mean—he only delivers gifts at night, and he only comes in through the chimney. Yeah, it would, you know, really check out with the whole like no sunlight thing. Now, I'll never be garlic in cookies, so safe bet with that. We, you literally never seen him. He's never been in a photo. Not the real one. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude. Is Santa a ghost? Santa's not a ghost. He's a vampire. <laughs> Case closed. I mean, the elves, the elves are his familiars. Vampires can get all sorts of weird, lesser than familiars. Because, I mean, like. Those elves are not the elves that we know in in our lore. That the those elves are scrawny factory workers. Same pointy ears though. Isn't that weird? How did that happen? Like who who took from who though? Like did did the Tolkien elves take from the Santa elves or the other way around? Like who had the pointy ears first? Where did I mean... all this come from? Wait, you think Santa has pointy ears too? No. Wait. Maybe? I don't know. Sorry. I don't think so. I mean, he's never been depicted that way, but still, though, where did the elves get their pointy ears from? And why do they have the same names as other as those other elves that also have pointy ears? Where did, did Tolkien... Like, I'm actually... My brain is freaking out right now, dude. Did that come from Tolkien first, or was that a Christmas thing first? Who had the pointy ears? Wh- which elves came first? Why aren't you, why aren't you also dying right now? What's go This is fucking crazy. Which one happened first? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The egg or the chicken or the chicken or the egg? No, it's no. It's not even that. It's just like which one happened first? Which elves? If you have an answer for this, please send us an email. Uh, Tolkien invent elves. Here we go. He did not invent elves, dragons, goblins. He did popularize particular concepts. Where do elves come from? Uh, I guess Santa, European then. folklore and myth. I mean, they were tree people in, in folklore, so. Oh, tree people like Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas? Sure. Boys Speaking of which, like that. have we been talking about. It, it, you, it's funny that you mentioned Pocahontas. Have we been calling Santa's elves like we've been calling the Native Americans? I'm, I mean, I guess they might be something totally completely different and santa just wants us to think that they're elves like i said he's a vampire and those those little freaking gremlins are his familiars vampires have familiars i thought it was just witches in most lore vampires can infect something and choose to either turn them into a vampire or turn them into a zombie that that follow that basically follows them like a serpent no, I was not familiar with that part. Well, yeah, because that's. Uh, I thought it was like you kill them or they become a vampire. Yeah, well, that's that. It, in certain, it, it got popularized in that way too. But in like stuff like Castlevania, all the whole game, like the Grim Reaper and all that stuff. Maybe not the Grim Reaper, but like Frankenstein and all the other bosses and all the monsters and skeletons and shit. Like those are all, those are Dracula's. Like he's control in control of all of them. Vampires are, are powerful beings. In in lore, where did Santa elves come from? That's what I'm gonna look up now. Elves became linked to Santa in 1823. A visit from Saint Nicholas, better known today as the Night Before Christmas. 
poem refers to Santa as a jolly old elf. With the elf Christmas link established, other writers began to uh, to create with that idea. So Santa was the original elf, and then all of his little elves are... Oh god, are they his children? Is that... Is that it? Is that the truth? Does he use elf magic to, to, to spread cheer around the world, and he forces his children to make everything for him? That would make way more sense, yeah. Still this is probably. answering a lot of Christmas questions for me, personally. It's, doesn't really change my opinion of the of the holiday at all, I guess. But now I feel like I know more about it. Santa is an elven vampire. Oof. Yes, he is. Confirmed. Absolutely confirmed. Why doesn't he have the pointy ears, then? I guess uh, a lot of old uh, Santa elf stuff, the elves didn't have pointy ears either. I think that was something that, that got added. You know what? I bet you when Tol- Tolkien came along and popularized like that version of elves, they also got the the pointy ears too because i mean it seems that the whole elf craze started when people started writing santa as an elf so it's sort of it seems like a collaborative effort i just i was never under the impression that he was an elf but i i suppose that would really help put some pieces together i mean you never really i mean thinking about it they always just kind of refer to santa claus nowadays as just santa claus you know yeah. And he never has had the pointy ears, and that's just, you know, they, they make the elves have the pointy ears now, so. That's a weird, like, mental brain gap that us, as, that we as a society have. Just unexplained problems with our societal lore. With our societal lore! I think that's what memetics are, Aubrey. Oh. So, this time we learned about how memetics work. Yeah, I mean... I guess. <laughs> Interesting. Well, huh. learned about sending regular people into jail and how it can sometimes make them go to real jail. And how the truth behind Santa's ears will drive you crazy. That's true. That's that's a true statement. Well, we've we've managed to really uh crack these ones right wide open. Do you think you're you're ready to wrap this one up, Aubrey? Yeah, I suppose because we've left we've left them with answered questions and unanswered questions, and you know, you know the state of things haven't changed, and that's good. Status quo has been reestablished. We are as confused as we entered. Poof. So anyway, next time on podcast we make another podcast. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Say ya. Please, please listen. Does anybody else's dog act like a literal baby? Probably.